Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 7.54 a.m. East Coast time, and today I'm going to break down the Sunday night football slate between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's an interesting slate because as we've had really the past couple of uh, showdown slates, Thursday and Monday, there's a lot of injuries and news that we have to wait and account for. I'm shooting this on Friday, like I just said, so some things might change by the time you're watching this. So if come Sunday, um, you say, what do you mean Sal Mason Rudolph's playing or you're expecting him to play over Devlin Hodges? He's he's out. Well, check the timestamps. The video is going to be uploaded on Friday morning. We will probably not be live Sunday night, but we'll see. Um, More times than not, I won't be on Sunday night. So this will be the best update of it. But if you go over to Patreon, it's linked up down below. I will have my updated cash or I will have my updated tiers uh, for this showdown slate um, for Sunday Night Football. I will also have a ton of other information on Patreon. You can check it out all down below. Our show is already up for Friday's ownership show, Sunday before a lock show. I'm on Patreon, the podcast, and just so, so much stuff. All my stat sheets, all my projections, all of my cash game tiers, my notes on uh, snap percentages. It's about 25 hours a week of work over there. So you can go and check it out. Uh, if you're new to the channel, welcome. My name is Sal Vetri. I cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and MLB streets. Um, and yeah, it's been awesome. We, we just hit 12,000 subscribers. So thank you all so much. It's been so, so much fun. We've doubled in growth in the past six weeks alone. Absolutely insane. So thank you all so much. You can check out my work here. Check out my work Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 11 a.m. on Awesome Much Channel. And I'll be on Pat Mayo. Uh, for the second time this upcoming Monday. So check all that out. Description down below is my Patreon. Description down below is my Daily Fantasy NFL course. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Just type in my name, at DFS on Twitter, SalVetri on Instagram. You can like the Facebook page, all that stuff. So that, that's all the housekeeping out of the way. Um, so yeah, thank you. Appreciate you being here. And if you could hit the subscribe button, it helps me out a ton. Just takes that couple of seconds to hit the red button. want to give you that extra push. I'm really hoping to get to 15,000 subscribers. We'll have a donation of a few hundred dollars going towards the charity in the description below if we do get there um, from a, a really cool organization that's helping us out. So with that said, I have, as of right now, a player pool of about 13 players that I have interest in, which is usually what I like to see. Uh, if I can get it anywhere between 12 and 13, I feel comfortable. If it gets down to 10, that's fine for some slates. And now this is not saying if I enter 150 lineups, I would only use 13. If I enter 150 lineups, I'll obviously use more players in this player pool. But this is for the person who's going to enter one lineup. I'm trying to frame this. If I'm entering one lineup, what might be the best way to go about it? So... Um, let's go through this and start with the overall news and then I'll get into each player. So the overall news pretty much is that James Washington is unlikely to play. He's going to miss some weeks. So what you have there is Johnny Holton, who was right now or has been sort of the, the wide receiver four. Um, he's been playing and been active. He ran 10 routes last week while Dante Moncrief has been inactive, was inactive last week. I imagine they activate Dante Moncrief for this upcoming week. He's been a healthy scratch just due to not being a productive player. I think he had a dislocated finger, which was probably causing him to drop balls, but for the most part was not being productive. I imagine him now to be active for this game. Um, I don't really have much interest, though. Uh, he, I think you still see Johnny Holton running in front of him, which leaves Dante Moncrief as a fourth wide receiver, which leaves him not running many routes. So that's where I'm at right now on that. Jalen Samuels is expected to miss about a month, so that makes Benny Snell Jr. not the backup to James Conner. I don't think it makes Benny Snell Jr. Um, viable in the slate. He's a running back that is just a guy who picks up short yardage. He doesn't. He's not using the passing game. He's not a great... Um, 
um, pass protector. You saw James Conner play 80% of the snaps last week. I think you see something similar to that moving forward. I think Samuels being out clearly benefits Conner, and you're not going to see Benny Snell Jr. used in the same way as Samuels. Samuels was a tight end coming out of college, was a very good pass catching running back uh, as since he's been in the NFL since, I believe, last year. But you're not getting that same usage um, with Benny Snell Jr., who is just a, a grind, put your head down, pick up two yards, two and a half yards, not much more than that. Um, so he's just way too priced up for the slate. So I think um, outside of skilled positions, the only other real news you have is obviously Mason Rudolph suffered a, a one of the scariest hits I've ever seen. His fingers like went like this. I don't know what was happening, um, but obviously a really bad hit, hit something with his nervous system. And now they're saying that he's trending towards playing. So for this slate on Friday, I don't have as much information. It just seems like he's been limited in practice, trending towards playing. If he is in, well, then obviously he's a starting quarterback. No interest at all in Devlin Hodges. If he is out, well, then there's some interest in Devlin Hodges, who seemed to have some mobile um, upside on the ground in terms of rushing mobility. But for the sake of this video, I will act as if Mason Rudolph is in. And if he's not in, well, then Devlin Hodges will pretty much step into the exact same role as my in terms of my interest in him, except with a little bit more interest because he has some rushing upside. Um, so that's it on that side of the ball. On the Chargers side of the ball, you're going to have Melvin Gordon playing now, probably a full load. He played 46% of the snaps last week. You probably see him play a full load now this week. You still don't have no Dontrell Inman. I believe he's done for the year. So the wide receiver core is pretty stabilized around three wide receivers. And then obviously Austin Eckler. You have Hunter Henry, who's been practicing, but he the sentiment is that he's not going to play. He's doubtful for this game, if not already ruled out. There's a really good chance, though, he comes back sooner than expected in the next one to two weeks. But for this game, it's still going to be Virgil Green leading the team in routes and um, snaps at the tight end position. And I think that is all we need to cover there uh, in terms of the offenses. So let's just get down into the plays now. So if you're still here, you, you got through all that information, which is important information, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Appreciate you tuning in. I will also say that uh, there is a giveaway, depending on when you're watching this, before Sunday's game, I'm going, going to give away three tickets to the Fantasy Draft Contest to three random people who rate and review the podcast linked up down below. It's right down below. It takes one second to hit it. it. takes about five seconds to hit the little five-star button and write a review that says this is good. Make sure to leave your... Um, your fantasy draft name into the review so I can actually pick random people, right? And be able to award your account with a ticket into the $500,000 contest. So if you're still watching, be sure to do that. Be sure to get active. Helps the podcast out by getting reviews. The podcast is just pretty much the audio version of this. So right now, if you're listening on the podcast, how you doing over there? Appreciate you. If you could rate and review the podcast over there um, as you're listening to it, that really helps me as well. If indeed you do enjoy this content. So starting with Keenan Allen, most expensive player on the slate, he's probably not expensive enough. $10,400. I mean, we just saw Tom Brady be almost $12,000. Obviously, the matchup was fantastic for Brady, but this matchup for Keenan Allen, maybe not fantastic, um, but it's a pretty beneficial matchup. He's running over half of his routes out of the slot, 52%. That's 21st in the league. He's running 201 routes overall this season. That's sixth highest in the league. This guy's just running so many routes. He's not leaving the field based on his snap percentage. 2.34 yards per route run. That's highly effective for how much load that this guy has. He's going to have a fine matchup in the slot. Mike Hilton is the primary slot cornerback for Pittsburgh. So pretty much how Pittsburgh sets up is that they're going to be putting um, the way that you're going to see the Pittsburgh Steelers defense lining up is you're going to see Joe Hayden. He just plays 95% of his snaps on the left side of the field. You have the other cornerback, Nelson. He plays about 95% of his snaps on the right side of the field. They just stay there. They don't really shadow. They stay on those sides of the field. Mike Hilton patrols the slot. So for Keenan Allen, the matchup against Mike Hilton, Mike Hilton's been pretty, pretty decent this year, but we know that pretty much if you're not a lockdown, shutdown corner, Keenan Allen has a beneficial matchup against you. And also Mike Hilton doesn't just patrol the slot and stay there nonstop. Let me just look at this um, real quickly. Um, 
yeah, so you, you're pretty much going to get um, Mike Hilton in the slot for the most time. But what I was trying to say there is that you're not going to have Keenan Allen just staying in the slot the whole game. Keenan Allen only plays 52% of his routes from the slot. So they'll move him around to get the best matchup. Um, and Mike Hilton has been fine this year, but also this team is going to be putting linebackers as they have been for the last two years or so. Uh, I remember Keenan Allen a couple of years ago on Sunday Night Football, I believe, same exact spot, um, had a linebacker on him the whole game. He ends up catching like double-digit balls over 100 and something yards, just went a monster hand game. So obviously Keenan Allen's been playing a great play at that. James Conner, I like this. So Pitt's offensive line, it actually has the advantage over the Chargers defensive line in terms of rushing. Um, when it comes to pass protection, not so much. But when it comes to run blocking, yes, they, they are a better run blocking unit than a pass protection unit. And especially against this Chargers defensive line, that is has some injuries, some key injuries, right? No Melvin Ingram on the defense. Connor played 80% of the snaps last week when Jalen Samuels went down. Now Samuels is going to miss and they're going to replace him with a guy who does not have the same skill set, like we were saying, as Samuels and Benny Snell Jr., I expect James Conner to play 75-plus percent of the snaps, if not higher than he played last week at 80%. It's a really good spot for him at the price tag. Have a lot of interest. I like Mike Williams. Look, my favorite interest in putting players into the captain spot is wide receivers. I go for wide receivers, and I try and find favorable running backs that catch the ball. And maybe sometimes if you're an elite tight end, I categorize you like a George Kittle, a Kelsey. I'll categorize that player as a wide receiver more times than not because they're used that way. Um, But Mike Williams is too cheap. Look, he's lined up in a slot a decent amount. They put Mike Williams, a guy that a lot of people just think stays on the outside. He's been in the slot almost 40% of the time this year. That's insane. Every two out of five snaps that he's on the field, he goes into the slot. That's very good usage for a guy with his skill set. Um, so there's no specific matchup like we were just saying. So it's not like you have to worry about, oh, he's going to be locked down by Joe Hayden or, oh, he's going to be locked down by Nelson. Mike Williams moves all around the field. Every single side of the field, they, they move their receivers around. They don't stay on one side of the field. So he'll be able to get beneficial matchups like all the other guys on this team. Um, so I think it's a favorable price point at $7,000. Uh, you have a nice spot for Mike Williams, in my opinion here. Um, too cheap. Uh, there's a lot of really good and cheap wide receivers on this slate just due to some injuries and just due to mispricing, in my opinion. Deontay Johnson, no James Washington. Deontay Johnson's already been playing 90 plus percent of the snaps, already been uh, for the last three weeks since named the starter, has been that de facto number two wide receiver. And in the Steelers offense, the number two wide receiver always thrives. Juju is number one. But if you look back at it, when Mike Williams was in was on the Steelers or Mike Wallace was on the Steelers. Antonio Brown was a wide receiver too. He thrived. Antonio Brown becomes uh, the wide receiver one. Emmanuel Sanders is there, wide receiver two. He thrives. Then he goes and, and leaves and goes to Denver. Um, and, and then the same thing happens when you have Antonio Brown, number one, and you have Juju, number two. He thrives. So they always will thrive in this offense. Obviously no Big Ben now. Obviously not the same pieces around you with Le'Veon Bell, with Antonio Brown, but the way that these wide receiver twos get schemed in the Pittsburgh offense is, is very, very beneficial. 6400 is too cheap of a price tag. I do not think he'll be have to, having to face Casey Hayward straight up. Similar, both these teams, they don't, they're not going to shadow that much. Casey Hayward will shadow sometimes, but in this matchup, there's no dominating wide receiver that he will shadow. Juju is going to run primarily out of the slot. He'll face Desmond King. He won't face Casey Hayward. So Casey Hayward will be on Johnny Holton. He'll be on Deontay Johnson for parts of this game, but it's not anything to worry about in terms of a shadow matchup here. And then two cheap wide receivers here, two guys that I think are in play. Travis Benjamin's $2,200. I don't know why he's so cheap. Look, Travis Benjamin missed two weeks ago with an injury, but when he's playing, he's playing around 60% of the snaps and running about 30 routes per game. That's very elite for $2,200. I don't understand why he's so cheap. He's the clear number three on this team in terms of wide receivers with Dontrell Inman done, I believe, for the year with no Hunter Henry. Look, Austin Eckler will still be out there. He'll still be running 25 to 30 routes per game. So maybe Travis Benjamin, when you consider the pecking order here, is fourth, right? You have Keenan Allen, um, uh, Austin Eckler, and then you have Mike Williams. And I'd say maybe Travis Benjamin's right ahead of Melvin Gordon on this team in the passing game. But either way, if he's running 30 routes and he's going to see four targets in this game or so at 2,200, and we know those targets are down the field, yeah, sign me up for that. Uh, 2200 is way too cheap. Uh, Johnny Holton's $200. I, I think he's interesting here. Look, he, there's a great chance he becomes the number three wide receiver. The number three wide receiver for Pittsburgh has been James Washington as of late. And James Washington's been running close to 30 routes per game. Now there is a chance and they probably will uh, activate Dante Moncrief for this game. Uh, he's been a- inactive the last couple of weeks, but 
I don't think Dante Moncrief just comes back from being inactive and just takes over Johnny Holton's role as a wide receiver three. When Washington went down last week, we saw Johnny Holton jump into that role and run 10 routes. Um, I would expect Johnny Holton in this game to run somewhere around 30 routes or so. If indeed you don't expect Moncrief to take over the workload, which I wouldn't just based on how they've been uh, healthy scratching Moncrief so far. Now, obviously, Johnny Holton is not the most skilled or experienced wide receiver, and there's a decent chance for the majority of this game he faces Casey Hayward. But then for the majority of the game, he'll be facing an undrafted um, uh, undrafted free agent cornerback on the other side of the game. So it's a nice matchup. And again, he's $200. So I think it is interesting and favorable. Philip Rivers. So for the quarterbacks, I usually like to get at least one quarterback in my lineup, usually just one. Rivers is an interesting price point. Like I prefer Keenan Allen. I prefer James Conner to getting to Rivers. So it's tough to see if I get to him. We'll see where I end up in my cash game tiers over on Patreon. You can check it um, out down below. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't space this out. It's just going to bug me. Less of a concern. Uh, the run block. Yeah, the pass protection for Philip Rivers, it's obviously bad, but they're, they're scheming for short, quick passes. That's why Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen have been having good seasons to this point. Um, but the pass protection is not as bad as the run blocking. They have an advantage there, or, or at least not as much of a disadvantage there. Philip Rivers, if you're going to get to a quarterback, I, I clearly choose him. There's a price discount to get to the Pittsburgh quarterbacks, but right now they're up in the air. Austin Eckler, even with Melvin Gordon playing 46% of the snaps, pretty much a split in terms of half the snaps last week for Gordon's workload, you still saw Eckler playing 66%. Well, that doesn't add up to 100%, right? You need the snaps to add up to 100%. Well, because they're not coming off the field. They're staying on the field at the same time. Eckler was tackled on the one-yard line last week. He got tackled and then fumbled trying to reach for the pylon into the end zone for a touchback. So twice, um, he was on the field both those times with Melvin Gordon, they were splitting him out wide. They were putting him in the slot. So Eckler's role is not just going to come off and, and fall apart. Like Melvin Gordon played 46% of the snaps. Eckler still played 66%. If Melvin Gordon goes up to 70% of the snaps, I still think there's a really good chance Eckler is on the field for 50% of the snaps or so. Now at 9,200, he probably is a little bit too um, increased for the price point. In a game where they were trailing and he caught 15 balls last week on 16 targets, he did run 33 routes, which was the most he's ran in the league on the season so far, which is really good to see. So both running backs will stay on the field. Um, it's just really tough for me to favor getting to Austin Eckler at 9,200 when James Conner is probably going to play 30% more snaps and have 30% more touches. Eckler, though, obviously the big threat there in the receiving game. He can have a game like he did last week where he'll he'll run 30-plus routes and he'll catch 10-plus balls. So he's always interesting to me. Uh, just really hard to get there this week. Juju, the matchup's going to be uh, tough in the slot against Desmond King. Desmond King has actually not been that great so far this year overall, but we still know he's probably regarded as the best, uh, or if not best, in like top two or three slot cornerback in the league. Now that Chris Harris Jr. is a primary outside cornerback and not a slot cornerback anywhere. But for the matchup, for, Juju, for Juju's price tag, I think it's favorable. Um, I think it's definitely worth getting to uh, in this spot, especially if Mason Rudolph starts. If, if it's going to be Devlin Hodges, I, I fear and then get worried a little bit there, and I probably don't get the juju. If it's Mason Rudolph, I feel a little, better, a little bit better. I have Mason Rudolph as a maybe so far. Look, the price tag's favorable for a quarterback at 8,600, but we have to see if he's healthy. We have to see if the guy's fully healthy. If he is, then I'll experiment with getting him into some of my lineups and getting exposure. Vance McDonald returned last week in a limited fashion, and he only ran 20 routes. So that's around 10 to 12 um, routes less than what he has been running for the Steelers in his career. Usually runs around 30 routes or so. So he's not likely not going to practice this week. I have yet to see him practice, but he didn't do that last week either. And then he ends up playing after having like a limited practice on Friday. Maybe we see that today since I'm recording this on Friday. But, like, I don't have too much interest at 5,400. Um, he'll run, what, 25 routes in this game, so I guess it's okay. If anything, it just makes other players on the team unplayable. Like, Nick Vanett only ran, I think, seven or eight routes. Um, I have it down here somewhere. Nick Vanett only ran eight routes last week in the return of Vance McDonald. And, obviously, we just said Vance McDonald only ran two-thirds of the routes he usually does. So, more times than not, if Vance McDonald is fully healthy, you're probably only going to get about two or three routes run for Nick Vanett. So, for the people that wanted to get sneaky and play Nick Vanett, you're going to have about two routes run. And there's a really small chance he's not targeted on those routes because he's never a priority in the offense. So Vance McDonald is like a play that I lean not to like so much at the price point, but we'll see how healthy he gets. Steelers defense, um, 
I prefer the Steelers defense over the Chargers. Look, if Devlin Hodges starts, it's a little bit better to try and get to the Chargers. But man, the Chargers are just overpriced. 5,200, especially if Rudolph starts, has some experience under his belt. And the Chargers defense is depleted. No Ingram. Both their starting safeties are out. They're down two cornerbacks now. Uh, It's not a good spot at all for this Chargers defense. And now they're going to be priced up. If you're going to pick a defense, I would choose the Steelers here. They have gotten healthier now. Obviously, acquired Minka Fitzpatrick a couple weeks back, fully healthy with TJ Watt, fully healthy with Joe Hayden on the outside. Mike Hilton's been pretty solid in the slot. So like overall, I don't recommend, or I won't say I won't recommend. There's good spots to play um, defenses, as we saw with the Patriots this past weekend. Really like playing them, and then people get on my case because I word for word verbatim on the live stream. I'm not going to have much Patriots defense. Uh, you should not do that. I know the consequences that this is a very bad decision, but sometimes you have to play a little bit uh, out of the normal and showdowns to win. So this is my stance, and you should not go there. Then people are going, "Oh, nice fade, bozo." I, I straight up knew that the odds of that working out were slim, but if they did work out, I'd be in a very good position to win it. Um, and then these people reaching out to me probably didn't win the 400,000, right? So it's funny. But um, yeah, Steelers defense would be the one I would choose. Vir- Virgil Green, the only other guy that I have some interest in. I think I'd rather get to Travis Benjamin. I might even rather get to Johnny Holton for $1,000 cheaper. Look, he ran 32 routes last week and he played over 75% of the snaps. He played 77, if I remember correctly. Uh, the issue here is that he's rarely schemed for and he just doesn't go down the field much. Like in this offense, it's going Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, um, Travis Benjamin and then Melvin Gordon and then Virgil Green like he's like the fifth or sixth option but if he's going to run somewhere around 30 routes he's still live right if you're going to run 30 routes or so you're probably still going to more times than not see two or three looks especially as a tight end once you get closer to the end zone I'm going to see a couple of looks maybe it does not seem like Hunter Henry it definitely will not be back this week so if you're playing 75% of the snaps you're out there a lot running routes at $1,200 you're at least interesting for a showdown slate like this one and that's it. I don't have interest in Melvin Gordon. Uh, the, the Chargers lose Mike uh, Pouncey to a, a neck injury, and he has to get neck surgery, which is very scary. So their offensive line becomes even more depleted. When you, miss a, when you lose a center, that hurts your running game way more than it ever hurts your passing game. Your tackles and your guards help or hurt the, the pass protection a lot more than a center. So it's going to hurt even more for Melvin Gordon, who I don't think is going to have that much um, pass-catching responsibilities with Austin Eckler still going to be out there for a good portion of the game. I don't want to pay $9,000 for that. Um, Hunter Henry, I don't think is going to play. Chargers defense, I told you, I think they're overpriced. If Devlin Hodge just plays, then maybe I get some more interest. Benny Snell Jr. just not going to have a role in this team. I'm going to delete Justin Jackson from the sample. Justin Jackson um, was in- inactive last week. I expect the same. Here's actually another spot that I should mention. Uh, I didn't mention it for earlier, but Michael Bagley, he did not. He's the kicker. He did not play last week. They ended up signing Chase Mc, uh, McLaughlin. So keep an eye on this. If Michael Bagley is active, obviously Chase McLaughlin gets deleted from my sample here. If Michael Bagley is inactive, well, or is is inactive, then Chase McLaughlin at 3,800, the exact same price point becomes in play. I don't have any of the kickers listed as a maybe here. You, you can always have a kicker as a maybe. Don't play both kickers. If you're playing a tournament, play one, and then you have to help that they get you to 10 fantasy points or more, right? So I never list them as a maybe just because I don't want my maybes list to seem so long because kickers for the most part are going to be in winning lineups. What? one out of every like six or seven showdown slates because they'll score eight to 10 points. So if you want to get to them, it's fine. I don't have anything negative to say about kickers. It's just that when there are cheaper players on the slate that probably have a higher ceiling and a lot of opportunities, i.e. Travis Benjamin going to run 30 routes, i.e. Johnny Holton might run 30 routes. I usually like going to those guys because I mean, if they catch three balls for 50 yards and a touchdown, it's going to be a much better day every single time than a kicker's ceiling. So the kicker's ceiling is like, what, 10, 12 fantasy points, while wide receivers who are running 30 routes ceiling is at least somewhere in the 15 to 20 range. 
And that's about it. Dante Moncrief is on here as a no because I think he'll be active but still run as the wide receiver four. Nick Vanett ran eight routes last week, and I expect him to run like two or three this week with Vance McDonald going to go from a limited role from last week, only running 20 routes, to a more full-time role running 25 or 30 this week. Ryan Switzer, people are going to get to me. Oh, what about Ryan Switzer at 200? Ryan Switzer has not ran a single snap in the last three weeks. He has been designated to a, a special teams player only. Now, with the injury to James Washington, do you see more Ryan Switzer? Maybe he comes into the wide receiver group a little bit more? Maybe, but it seems very confident that they don't want him on the field um, on the offense. Lance Kendrick, he only dropped to 27% of the snaps last week with Virgil Green returning. He still did run 15 routes. He failed to catch his only target. So it seems too thin to me. I think you're going to get one to two targets from Lance Kendricks in this game, probably closer to one, to be honest with you. So what you're relying on there is that his one or two targets is a caught touchdown. Um, And at $400, maybe that wins it for you, but I'd rather just go to other places. So that's where I'm at right now. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, I'm going to end this video. I'm going to post it. Uh, Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Check out the stuff in the description down below. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. You can like the Facebook page. Make sure to review that podcast to be entered into the Fantasy Draft Giveaway. I'll be choosing that on Sunday morning, and you'll be accredited by 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, East Coast time. Three random people will get uh, credited a ticket to their account. I believe it's a $28 value to the Fantasy Draft Contest. Really like Fantasy Draft's format. You get two flexes. So be sure to check that out as well. Be sure to um, to qualify. You just have to click the link down below to the Apple Review set Spot. Review the podcast. Leave a five-star review. And make sure to say something nice. And then just leave your um, your Fantasy Draft username in the comment as well so when i go through and randomly generate to use a random generator to pick them you can get picked uh so yeah appreciate it hit the subscribe button before you leave check out all my information down below on patreon i'll have my sunday night football tiers up by sunday so thank you so much my name's sal you already know that peace out gang i hope you enjoyed that podcast and before you go if i can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast download a few if you wish but if you enjoyed this podcast if you can please subscribe helps me out helps support it so thank you so much and i will see you in the next one